Feral Ferals. Hey, hey, welcome back. Episode 18. Woohoo. Anyways, I'm Amber. If you didn't already know, I'm Amber Farrell. I'm William. I'm Willem Dafoe. Yeah. <laughs> Willem Dafoe. Um, he gives us structure because we need this this structure. I'm Justin, aka Fuzzy, aka Fuzzy Farrell. A.K.A. Justin Fuzzy Feral Feral. <laughs> Justin um, with an E. <laughs> yeah, ju- just just yeah, A.K.A. Ten. Batman. Just ten. A.K.A. Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> Wreck It Ralph breaks the internet. Um, so speaking of the internet, you read something pretty cool the other day about Ian McGregor, the guy that plays Obi Wan Kenobi in the Star oh, Wars. Oh, Ewan series. McGregor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Yeah. Ewan McGregor's brother. Is, is a, in the what is he in? He's in the European, Where are they from? like European Air Force, I believe. He's in the European something, and he's a pilot. Well, you know, it's you and McGregor is Obi One Kenobi. He's Obi Two. That's his name. That's his handle for him flying is Obi Two because he's you and McGregor's brother. Obi Two, son. <laughs> Isn't that pretty cool? I've done some cool things and I've felt cool before in my life, but I'll never be that cool. But are you Ewan McGregor's brother who's also called you OB2? You're not that cool. And he's actually a pilot for hey. real and not one playing in a movie? Huh? You're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. No, no, not at all. No. I will tell you that I'm not. That's the thing. I'm not in denial. <laughs> but I just thought that was pretty cool. Oh, to yeah. See that, cool. you know. You know, obviously you can't believe everything you see on the internet, but that's pretty cool. That Also, I just seen Willie Nelson has discovered TikTok. And scary. he got on there and he was auditioning for Lord of the Rings movies that are coming out in the future. He said that uh, Ian McKellen, is that his name? Ian McKellen, he's like, he's First a really- First of all, uh, you of all people should know who Magneto, Magneto. is. Magneto. But okay. So he said, uh, Sir Ian McKellen, sorry. <sighs> he said he's a great actor, but he, he I'm freaking Willie Nelson. So he tried out for the part, and it was obviously a joke. And you guys got to check out that TikTok video of Willie Nelson trying out for Gandalf the Grey. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, I don't know why I'm yawning. Anyway, so, you know, I, I wanted to go off of that TikTok thing. So, I like to get on TikTok to laugh my ass off. Oh, yeah. And don't get me wrong. I learn a lot of shit on TikTok, but I waste a lot of time on TikTok if I'm not careful. I had the time of my life last night. There's these, <laughs> there's, there's these guys. They're, they're <laughs> twins, and they're freaking hilarious. <laughs> They, they're in the fitness and stuff. I, I don't really know much about them, but they're freaking funny. There's a set of triplets that I watch, too, that are f- hilarious. I don't even know who you're talking about. They're in the car. They're always Is in the car. The yes. Yeah. They're hilarious. I love the one that says, "If what did it say? If you make her laugh and giggle, you can make her booty shake and jiggle. And it was funny as fuck. Mm. It was awesome. They That was funny. Or they talk about the cheese. They're like, what's your three favorite cheese? And then they name cheese. And then he names like four more cheeses. He was like, that's not, I can't, cheese is cheese. Like, how do you, you can't pick a cheese. And it's true because uh-huh. cheese is the best. They're I love hilarious. cheese. They are. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, that's the main reason I go on TikTok is to find, like he said, Willie Nelson trying out for Gandalf the Great. Really? Really? That's freaking hilarious. 
It'd be awesome to have a spoof, kind of like scary movie, you know, scary movie. It was a take. It was like multiple takes of him doing things. And he was like, thou shall not pass an unlit joint or something like that you know yeah that's it's pretty good uh, again that would be a good spoof like he would be a good like spoof type movie for sure of that that would be the that would be the next spoof movie like spoof movies of like lord of the rings and hunger games and stuff like that to me is fucking hilarious yes meet the spartans was one of my favorites when they were break dancing instead of fighting yes yes it was good. So I like that would be funny. And I would t- I would say I would vote for Willie Nelson. Uh, other than like funny shit, we got to come back to TikTok because I do want to talk about that in another segment or in another section that I, we did want to discuss um, on the pod tonight. Um, on the pod. On the pod tonight. I'm going to call it, I'm going to be super cool and hip and call it the pod. You are definitely over the age of 25. <laughs> mm. All right. Don't make fun of us, millennial. Well, I, so funny, I don't consider myself a millennial fully. Zennial. I'm definitely a zennial. Yeah. Because I was raised like a um, a, a Gen Xer. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like very much Gen X, but also millennial. I'm not as cool and hip as the Gen Zers. Like me. Yeah. Who is? <laughs> um, but Lizzie Ray is a Gen Alpha, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. But um, I'm a zennial. I consider myself a zennial. There's, uh, me and my friend have been talking about this a lot recently. Gen Z looks at like Gen Alpha humor and thinks, God, that's so stupid. Like how how could they ever enjoy stuff like that? But we, we like this, this thing stupider than, like, than that when we were kids. Right. Mm, SpongeBob, if you sit down and think about it. Whoever came up with that was on acid or just, just I can't blown watch out Spon- of their mind SpongeBob or something. now. Like as an adult, I cannot watch it. And I used to watch that as a teen, I guess, or like an early teen. But it really wasn't my favorite. I watched There's a few things from SpongeBob that I love. Yeah, that I watch. Right. I mean, like the freaking the the one thing that I, the one episode that always comes to mind whenever I think of SpongeBob is the one where he falls in love with a Krabby Patty. Oh yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> I like, uh, and you know, George, our, one of our employees, George, he likes SpongeBob a lot. Like, that was his jam. And he's like, he's an elder Gen Zer. Like, he's, he's like, something else. He's is what an he elder is. Gen Z. Like, he was just on the cusp of millennial yeah, and was, Gen Z. Yeah. So he's like very, he's, he's one of those mixes too. And it's so funny. I used to watch a lot of older stuff though, but I lived with, I lived with my grandparents, so I was not, I didn't watch all the stuff all the kids got to watch until I was like 11 or 12. And I remember your favorite movie was Cars. Oh, yeah. To, to this day, Cars 3 is literally the best movie ever made. <laughs> it's really good. Cars 3, not just the first one. The first one is a very, very close second. Yeah. And the second one sucked. Yeah, but, but Cars, Cars 3, 3 jam. the best. <laughs> So that's so funny you say that. William or Christians was Nemo, Finding Nemo. I know every word to Finding Nemo. Absolutely. Yes. Just keep you know, swimming. You know, Just Finding keep Dory swimming. was the first movie I ever saw in theaters. That's wherever you took me. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. But no, Finding Dory was cute. It was cute, but it was not as good as Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo is the... Finding Nemo was awesome. Yes. Um, that was uh, Christian's movie. Now, Christian's show was The Wiggles. Yep. Yes. I told you that one. Yes, that was his favorite all-time show was The Wiggles. And um, I remember watching that with him when he was a baby. 
it was he something else. Have you? Did you see those videos of us? Like the home videos of that's crazy. I'm the one that found them. Really? Yeah. Isn't that crazy to see me and that Christian? Was crazy. <laughs> that was insane. That's hilarious. It, Christian, it, I Ivy looks like Christian. It looks like me yeah. and Ivy. <laughs> the similarities, yeah. It's hilarious, but uh. Sorry for the people who literally do not know at all who we are. We're talking about relatives. We're talking about, so I, I'm i Amber, obviously. We're off track. But. Yeah, I know. It's all right. It's, it's This is what we do. So I'm Amber. William is actually my youngest sibling. So, mm-hmm. um, and then we have three siblings between us, <laughs> which is Amanda, Stephen, and, and Christian. <laughs> yeah. And the Christian, yeah. who is the one right above me, we're seven years apart. And William and I are That's freaking crazy. Yeah, William, we're eighteen years apart. No, sir. No? no, we're eighteen years apart. Eighteen years. Well, close. Right. You were close. We were. We we're actually. You want to get down to the day? We're eighteen years, one month, and one day apart. That's wicked. Yeah. And so my birthday's in two days. Yep. Sixteen. Yep. So we're eighteen years, one day, and one month apart. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's a lot of fucking time between people between kids. Whoa. It really is. Um. So, yeah. But, yeah. So, those are who we're talking about. We're talking about family. We look at all the kids. My sister has children. I have a child. And then my oldest little brother has two children. And it's so funny to see all the babies and their similarities to the siblings. Because when you look at old videos, it looks like them. It looks exactly like them. And it's just so, in- it's crazy. So, but, yeah. So, what's the happenings, Jay? Um... So it's been kind of slow. It's slow season at the shop. There's not a a lot of volume of cars coming in. And unfortunately, the few amount of cars that we got in this week were um, just bad. They, They got towed in or they got drove in when they shouldn't have. What I mean by that is like they had a bad coolant leak. Instead of towing it in, they drove it in from, like, not right down the road. Uh-uh. And, like, boiled their engine to where, like, parts on them melted. That's rough. And which is okay, because if they have the money to replace the engine, we can replace the engine. Cool. Okay, cool. They got the money to replace it. Awesome. What if they don't build it? What if parts doesn't exist for it anymore? That's what we ran into this week. Um, there were seven machines that came in, either ran out of oil and blown up, ran out of coolant and overheated and melted, or just went so far without maintenance that the vehicle won't start and run correctly anymore. No oil in there. No. So there's always something that was just terrible with them and it just ruined them. And, and like, don't get me wrong. I am oblivious to a lot of things, but I feel like my common sense will tell me when I fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Like, my common sense should be something. I just, I'm confused at how you don't know to do said things. There's no way that you didn't know that there's no way, even if you, I just, how to, I'm not trying to be, what's, because we talked about this before we started. It's not, I'm trying to be nice. You know what I'm saying? It says, be nice. I'm finding it. it. I'm finding it. it. (laughs) Um, 
everyone has someone in their life that they can ask questions. Right. Everybody does. I don't care who it is. It could be a dad, a mom, an uncle, an aunt, a sister, a brother, a cousin, a nephew, something. Everybody has a friend, a work friend. Everybody has someone in their life that they can rely on and go to to ask questions. Now, there's no way that you put your children in vehicles and not teach them to check certain things. I mean, maybe they just got they got it like that. Um, maybe they just don't care. Maybe it's a lesson they're trying to teach them or something, but it doesn't sound like it whenever we have to deal with them, you know. But maybe they're just not that worried about it and they'll just buy another car or I don't know. Like I talked to a parent of a kid that had a car that she got it too hot and it melted the engine. It just destroyed it. Right. And our supplier, whether if it's Jasper or Frazier, you know, what, what have you, um, Ford or Chevrolet, if you go (laughs) straight to the dealership to get an engine or wherever you get the engine, if they don't offer it, Years after the car's made, that's because it had engineering flaws. Yeah. And there's nothing they can do. Like a lot of times they'll update. They'll, I'll use the word update and they'll make the engines updated so they don't have those engineering flaws. Now, what they do is they spend a hundred, hundred and fifty thousand dollars on an engine. And if they can fix it for that dollar, they know that that if that's their budget to fix the flaws. They know if they can fix it for that number, then they can build a bunch of them and sell it and make the money back tenfold. Yeah. But if they get a hundred, hundred fifty thousand into it and they can't fix it, they say, sorry, well, we don't build that. Why? Because you trust me, there's a reason why. You know what I mean? Like, okay, well, you guys don't offer it. Only way we can get it's used. Guess what, guys? The price on a used engine is really not all that cheap. And on top of that, we're not going to cover it because now we know somebody with a lot more money than our little company says, hey, look, man, I wouldn't build that motor. So now we're like, we'll throw a used one in there, but if it blows up tomorrow, I mean, it's on you, you know, so I'll try to talk them out of if it's something really expensive. Well, and even not even that, like, that's the whole that's us in bit. That's us in business, especially because I'm not going to sit here and sell an engine to I'm so sorry, a teenager who blew her car up in the first place. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If you didn't think enough to know that you should have stopped driving your car when you saw it overheating or you saw a leak, to me, like you're not responsible enough to to keep that said car running because what have we ha- ran into? Hey, you've got to check your oil. You got to check it. Come by. We well, will check it for you for free. We will check your oil for free. Who else says that? To make sure that you keep oil in your car. And then when they come by and they've been gone for six to eight months, and not saying that we replaced an engine, but we just replaced like valve cover gaskets or whatever. Yeah. Things that were leaking oil, camshaft seals. I don't know. I don't know these things. I don't work on the cars. I just price them. I price quotes and shit. <laughs> right. Um. But as far as that goes... It, we tell these people, hey, don't we don't mind if you come by, let us check your oil, do the things just to make sure that you are keeping it up. And they come by eight months later saying, well, uh, my car's blown up and y'all are the one that did the work on it. Well, did you get your oil changed? We haven't seen you since we put the motor in. Right. And that's been eight months ago. How many more miles are on the car? 
Oh, y- y'all check that? Yeah, when we got done with your car, we recorded the miles. It looks like you have like 30,000 miles extra on your car since the last time it was here. Have you changed the oil? Oh, no, I I don't think I changed the oil. Huh? What? And mind you, I put everything in writing. I have everything on a recorded phone line. I put everything in writing. All of the messages are at the bottom of your receipt. You have the warranty information. You can call us. If you do not call us and you do not properly take care of your own vehicle, I cannot help you. I cannot do it. I cannot. My business cannot take the fall for your stupidity. It's pretty crazy. You're supposed to change your oil every... Um, Depending on the vehicle. 3,000 miles is a no-brainer on it. It, there's everybody, all different companies have say, they say that you can go this many miles on this certain oil. We recommend 3000 miles. What we recommend that for is let's just say this engine is great. It doesn't burn any oil at all. You're definitely not going to be in any danger changing it every 3000 miles. Think about it. You could change it every 3,000 miles. Did you change it too early? Okay, I'd rather just lose the money on an oil change changing it too early than buy an engine or just be out of the car because it's not available to put back together. Right. But these people come in here and go, uh, what's the service interval on this? I'm like, We're, we go 3,000 miles, and they're like, well, with this oil, we should be able to go five to 7,000 miles, sometimes even 10. I'm like, hey, listen. Awesome listen, man. sauce. Here's the thing. We're going to put it at three because the guy that runs the Jasper, like the regional guy for Jasper, came in here, and he goes, hey, when do you change your oil? And the mechanic said, I changed my oil every 3,000 miles, and he says, we'll never sell you a motor. And what he was saying is the oil itself, if you were to put it into a machine that was absolutely sealed and wouldn't let any oil leave, that was a perfectly sealed machine, perfect piston ring clearance, perfect everything. Let's just say it was made out of ceramic and it developed enough heat like an engine to simulate an engine. In other words, the oil never left. I'm sure that it would go five to seven to 10, whatever they said it would do, I'm sure it would do it. But... When an engine has wear to it, it will burn oil and it will do it at such a slow rate that you won't barely see it smoke out the tailpipe, but it will do it in the rate to where subtraction without addition ends up a zero every time. So over three, four, five, six thousand miles, you've done run out of oil. You know what I mean? Like you're out. Well, synthetic oil doesn't really smoke. So if you're running conventional oil and you have a motor that's a little worn and it's burning oil, it'll smoke a little bit and give you an indication. This synthetic oil, when it burns, it really doesn't smoke. Hmm. So it's just one of those things to where can the oil do it? Yes. Can the machine that you're putting the oil in it do it? Can it keep that oil in that engine? No. Most of the time, no. So it's a safe, cheap insurance to change oil every 3,000 miles. Um, your girl changes hers. Well, the shop changes the oil. <laughs> George changes my oil okay, <laughs> in so, the vibrator every 3,000 miles. So here's the thing. <laughs> the Pontiac vibe, by the way. Um, I would say that, uh, there's gauges in front of you for a reason. 
figure out what those gauges are and pay attention to them. Nobody watches their gauges. I'll be like, how, how hot do you think it got? And they're like, I don't know. It turned off on itself. I'm like, oh, it's 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 probably it's done. Probably toast. They're like, really? I want to at least try to fix it. And then they turn white. I watch like the color leave their face. And I'm like, yeah, your car's probably ruined. They're like, really? You, you want to know the only two gauges they look at? I'll tell you right the now. The fuel gauge. And the speedometer. <laughs> the fuel gauge and the speedometer. They are trying to get to where they're going at the speed they need to get there. And they're looking to make sure they don't need no gas to get there. You know, years ago, I worked at um, a city entity working on city vehicles and different things. And they had, I discovered, which I knew about them before I worked there, but I actually got to use some when I worked there. And it was called Murphy switches. And Murphy switches are the my two favorite Murphy switches was an oil gauge and a coolant gauge. And the coolant, if it went all the way over to hot and hit the hot, the gauge itself was a ground and it would ground out the ignition coil and kill the vehicle dead in the water. So if it got hot, it'd turn off. Or if it got, you could set it. By the way, it was adjustable because I know sometimes when vehicles get hot, if you turn it off, they actually get hotter for a minute. So you could set it to where if it started getting warm, it just shut down. And that's what I would do oftentimes. If I went through a coolant system and I thought somebody may not pay attention to it, I'd put a Murphy switch on it. Um, If it was a sweeper truck with an auxiliary engine of any kind that they're not looking at because the engine's literally like a concrete mixer, sweeper truck, whatever would have an engine on the back. Right. I put a coolant Murphy switch on it, which was adjustable. Once it started getting warm, it'd make a contact, shut the ignition cool down. Or in this case, diesel engine, shut the injector pump down, the injector pump solenoid. Right. Shut the fuel off. The oil was the other way. If it dropped out to zero, it would turn off. Once again, it was adjustable, very fine adjustment with a very small Allen key. You could turn it up, set it 5, 10, 15. So it was really neat to use a Murphy switch. But I think the automotive manufacturers do not want Murphy switches. They don't want that. No. Tow trucks are going to make money with Murphy switches. They're going to make money regardless of if they have to come back and have a motor put in. Or if they just get rid of the car because they've made the motor to where it's not rebuildable and they're going to sell more cars like that. The less cars that are on the road, the more cars that blow up or or just decommissioned, the more cars they can sell regardless. So it's just, it's wild, man. Like there's a lot of cars out there. And there's a lot of people driving cars every single day and they have no idea what they're I have no idea what that machine requires, you know? Even as simple as putting fuel in. You know? Like this lady wanted me to fix a Corvette for her. She was like, Listen, I want my Corvette and I don't want nothing changed on. I'm like, what year is this? She's like, it's a seventy seven. I'm like, Okay, cool. Right. However, um, do you plan on driving a lot? Are you just playing a weekend warrior in it? Are you going to go to car shows and that's it or what? And she goes, no, I'm going to drive it. I'm going to drive it whenever I want to. And I'm like, okay, so I got to change some things. <laughs> and she goes, why? Because everybody keeps telling me that I got to change a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, well, if you're going to drive it all the time, let me ask you this. 
Do you know the gas stations in town that sell 100% ethanol-free fuel? And she said, no. I said, you don't need a carburetor. <sighs> she was like, what? I was like, yeah, you can't have the car. It's not the carburetor's fault. There's nothing wrong with carburetors. I love carburetors. All my small engine stuff has carburetors, and I absolutely love carburetors. They've come a long way themselves. Right, but we but we also put straight fuel in it. Like yeah, we, we, put we so fuel. our small stuff, 100% ethanol-free, and I always add a little booster to it just to kind of kick it up a little bit because sometimes the gas might sit in the can for a while or the machine may sit inside. Right. I mean, because, I mean, really on the small engine stuff, are you driving it every single day? You no, you're I mean? not. But if she wanted to drive that car every single day, she's got to be religious. And, yeah, straight fuel costs more. But once again, it's like changing oil every 3,000 miles. Does it cost more? Yes. But the thing about it is it's going to save you in the long run. You got to run 100% ethanol-free fuel in a carbureted car. If you don't, you're only going to have trouble. So, I mean, it's, I said, and she goes, what's my option? I'm like, there's a lot of options out there now for fuel injection. And she's like, oh, man, how much is fuel injection? And I'm like, well, it's expensive, but you're done. You don't have to do anything else to it. You know, like if you're an old guy and you got a flathead in your back pocket and you've no carburetors and you know where to buy fuel, you'll never have any trouble. You know, but if you're not that guy that knows how to tune a carb and you're just going to put whatever fuel in your car, they ain't for you because that thing's going to choke and spit and cough and it's just going to be all over the place, you know? So, um, it's just funny how like something that simple can affect something that much and people just don't realize it. So, Hey, you know what that leads me into everything we've cut out from our diets because we've been feeding ourselves straight ethanol. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or straight like, or non-ethanol food. So the ethanol in the fuel, I know this from one of my buddies that did some racing. He was running ethanol in his car for race fuel and he ended up getting a little test beaker kit and he would test the fuels coming out of the pump yep and he said when they said that it was none in there it had like two or three percent when they said it was 10 to 15 it had more like 30 percent i'm like wow because he just tested all of them right yeah that's so the ethanol content would be like enriched red 40 it would seem like in the in the comparison modified modified it's symbolic of the the synthetic artificial dyes and what all the nasty stuff your body doesn't know what to do that's ethanol and the carburetor your jets and your carburetor that's your arteries that's your heart that's your veins that's your your, stomach your, your brain your vessels cardiovascular nervous system and it's just going in and throwing a wrench in all of it you know so definitely, you're definitely right about that. It's very similar and very comparable for sure. Yeah, and that's what you need oil. Like obviously, you need water. You need electrolytes, stuff like that. You need you need proper you need proper nutrition for your car, just like you need proper nutrition for yourself. And if you think about it like that, it makes it's total common sense. You know, <laughs> it's just neat to talk about it and get it out there. So if people listen, they're like, "Oh, okay, you know, I gotta my car's thirsty." 
you know it's got over it had a heat stroke and died you know it's basically what happened to those cars that came in <laughs> it was thirsty had a heat stroke and died I like the uh, meme where the guy is pulling apart an air box and it looks like it's went through the Baja 1000. It's just toast. And on the air filter, it has the guy from the Green Mile and it says, I'm tired, boss. <laughs> it's like he's got his money's worth out of that, you know? <laughs> but yeah, um, interesting things people bringing their cars to you and you know we don't make any money on that job and we diagnose them fairly quick so it's not like we've lost a bunch of time on them but we're just like man this would have been cool if this would have been repairable because we could have actually made money on it you know but you know ordering engines waiting for them and or if they're not available then we got to tell them that you know we got to break the news to them which i don't really want to but uh that's the way it goes, man, you know? Uh, anyways, that was the happenings this week at the shop as far as what was going on business-wise. It's slow. What little bit we had was catastrophic failure. Yeah. Um, on a lighter note, the small engine work was really fun. I was able to work on a 250cc powered ninja motorcycle engine powered riding mower that was obviously heavily modified had speeds from what i understand 90 to 100 miles an hour i did not go that fast on it i didn't like the brake system that it had for that um i didn't like the tire rotation or the tire balance or anything like that and it wasn't good for those speeds now it was able to do it it was a lot of fun I was able to play with it in the snow a little bit and fine tune it and make some adjustments. It was cool. Um, also got to fix a golf cart and, um, I'm currently upgrading our current go-kart that we have. I'm, I, oh, yeah. I'm doing some, uh, live axle or jack shaft adjustments. Cause I put a 250 CC four wheeler ATV type motor on it. Um, four forward gears, one reverse. And I'm jack shafting the gear into gear it up a little bit so it can climb hills. And it's so it's oh, been yeah. that side's been fun. The other side of the shop has been fun. Mm -hmm. But that's what I've got for the happenings at the shop as far as business and uh, small engine stuff. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm at with it. Cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't have I'm I'm just I'm the support team. I I say go team. I make sure everybody's, uh, I make sure I do whatever I have to do to step in when I need to step in. So that's my job. Um, but we have been, uh, we're still on 75 hard. I have one 16.9 ounce bottle left for my gallon today. Sweet. Um, we're on day 18. Well, it's the, today is day 17. Tomorrow's day 18. It's only, I'm only 17 days in and I just seen my pictures that I don't even want to take in the morning every day. I think it's useless. Well, I found out today it's not useless because there was a huge noticeable difference between day one and day 17, and I'm only 17 days in, and we're on this thing for 75. So at the end should be a huge difference, and oh, I'm yeah. excited. 
Um, my day 17 picture from day one is not as much of a significant change. Remember, ladies, men do different shit. They lose weight faster. They they are more lean muscle mass than we are. You lost seven pounds and gained it back of muscle. <laughs> like you're jacked now. I mean, I'm strong. <laughs> I um <laughs> I want to talk about 75 hard real quick because we did read the book too. We're done with the book now. That was part of uh, our 10 pages, so we're done with that book already. I've got a question to ask. Okay. So you're you're 17 days in. You got 58 days left. Um has it like changed your moods or anything? Are you uh, happier or sad or neutral? I'm going to have to say that there is a change. Um, I, you honestly, you feel better, like just, you feel more healthy, obviously, but then you see the actual physical change of it with how you look. And then you feel good about that too. But I would say that at this stage, at least for us, it's, we're still a little early in the game still, you know what I mean? Um, well, tomorrow is day 18, which is the longest I've ever gone sober consciously. Does that make sense? Like... No alcohol, no nothing. Yeah. Like keeping up with it. You're like, like, man. Sober, like really consciously sober. Um, I will say the first time I tried it, I went like two and a half weeks. I was going to try to do a whole month of it and I didn't get past it, which was actually in February of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I went two and a half weeks in. That's a long song lyric. Now my mind is going to be there. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, It's not confidential. I know, right? Um, this is going to keep going now. I will say that I got upset, and then that was the first thing I wanted to do was drink, and I did. And I went and had a drink. And then I was just like, whatever. But I didn't drink heavily. I drank heavily on my birthday. Obviously, it was my birthday. But um, I had a boyfriend that looked like your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Um, we we went. I went the 18 Sorry. days in November of last year. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, and not that I just, it, was a, it wasn't something like, oh my God, I needed a drink then. It was just more so of we went out, I think, and then I just had a drink. And yeah. I had one drink. Right. And then even up leading to that, I didn't have any of that. I know now, like but I But if love, you have a drink now, you're going back to day one I'm and it's day, day 18. I'm going back to day one. No, I ain't doing that. No, I've already made 18. I'm two weeks in. Fuck that shit. I'm not doing it. Mm. Um, so yes. I haven't really had a craving necessarily for it or like I haven't had a moment of where I'm like, oh yeah, I need a drink now. It, it's to me it's different like that was you know what i'm saying um the gallon of water is i think my biggest struggle to be honest with you yeah the food is not bad like sticking to a diet we're sticking to like real holistic foods um we're still on the farmer's market kick we're still eating farm fresh meat free range chicken eggs Mm -hmm. um we are eating egg whites we're trying not to get the yolk as much. We will have yolk every now and then. Uh, we try to keep that down because it's a little bit more fat than the But white. I love cheese. So that's the biggest. My biggest thing is cheese because I love cheese. So I've switched all my cottage cheese and all my milk to fat-free milk and fat-free cottage cheese because that's what I use most of. Right. Or that's what I consume most of. Um, doing organic milk and uh, organic. Just We're trying to keep as organic and whole foods as possible. And it's been great so far. Um, I've had to readjust my macros because I was um, too high in fat. Um, But other than that, I mean, I feel like I feel good. Really, I do feel good. Getting up in the morning is not as hard as it used to be. 
It's oh my gosh, you are not kidding. And I actually look forward to it. But oh yeah. Uh, that was my next question was gonna be like, you ever just wake up and you're like, you it hits you, you're just like, oh my god, I gotta do so much today. No, you know, when, you know when that hits me, and it's not like that. I get what you're saying. Yes, I do feel like that. But you want to know when I feel it? At night, really? Because I have to get everything ready. If I can get everything ready at night, it's the prep. It's the prep. It's the prep that's the most that like, we still have to do for still, tomorrow, right now. So that's happening right now. Yeah. So it's mainly like that's the only time I'm getting like I really get down or I like man, there's so much yeah. to do. It's the prep for the next day. Once I'm prepped at night and I go to bed, we I'm got, done. We like, have to read ten pages in a book after we get off of here. We have to read 10 pages in a book, and we have to um, prep for the next day, Like set our clothes out, because you don't want to be wake up like, right. looking for clothes, because if you do, you're going to be late. Yeah. What, what motivates y'all like every day to just do this, just go at it? Dude, we have Better so health goals. and fitness, and yeah. if we don't, if we're not feeling well... Like your body is a crazy thing. Like if you don't feel well, your mind is not well. If your your mind's attached to your body, right. so if you're not well, your mind's not well, and then you think negative. Or you think, and then there's going to be stuff that you want to accomplish, and if you're not well enough to accomplish them, you're not going to do it. Like we can't come in here every day consciously and not feel good and be able to do our jobs or be able to lead a team the right. way that it's meant to be. Because then if we don't feel good, where does that trickle down into? It trickles down into the right. everyone else around us. And I don't want that. Like, I don't want to be, I've like literally cut people out of my life or like not cut them out, but like cut down the time I spend with them or the, the amount of time I'm around them. Because the negativity is just too much. It drains me. It drains oh, me man. so fast now. I know too much too well what you're saying. It's so, it, it's draining. It is not a good feeling. It. What's that? Um, I'm trying to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Being around people that always put you down for no reason. Well, not even that putting you down. It's just that being even putting around themselves it. them down. Yeah. Like it's even their own story that's mm-hmm. like so fucking depressing. Like I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up and like do something about it. We have someone around us. I say a lot, but not a lot. But we have someone that's closer to us. And every, even like if he has his phone on a, on a speakerphone, on a conversation, even the people he speaks to is negative. And I'm like, no fucking wonder you are a miserable ass person. Yeah. No wonder. Very very slow, low tone. Like they just finished like a whole grunge album and they were sitting outside in, in, in the rain and they just told him their dog died. That's that. That's their tone. And it. And don't get me wrong, it's okay to be sad and it's okay to to have a moment of why. You you see what I'm saying? But with all of this, like Andy Fursell, Andy Fursell is the one that made the the um program or the challenge of 75 hard, 75 days straight of a meal plan, no cheat days, no alcohol. Oh yeah, let's go through the uh, accountabilities yeah. of each day and what'll happen Again, to you if you don't hit all of them. Right, you have you have five things you have to do. You have to stick to a diet for 75 straight days, no alcohol, no cheat meals. Okay. Ours is no bread. Ours is no bread. Holistic foods only. Holistic uh, foods. We the only pasta we eat is whole grain real pasta. Right. We don't do any of the bullshit. No modified, fortified. No red forty. No red forty. The devil. 
The devil. No ice cream. No chocolate. Sugar. No sugar. No we do sugar. Cho- we do dark chocolate. I have some. Well, uh, that's allowed, right? Yeah, coconut. I have a coconut. Only cluster a certain thing. brand because some have additives. Yes. So. And you got to remember, our diet is heavily enforced by an app that we use, and we follow Brecca's Gary Brecca's idea of what your human body should have to be the ultimate human. No seed oils, no um, no fortified, modified, nothing. Um, if it's not real food, don't get me wrong, I have supplements that I take that's not like real food, but okay, those are we got off of, though. I know, but those are part of my workout part of that thing. But a gallon of water a day. A gallon of water. The second thing is a gallon of water a day, which if you want to get to a gallon of water and you don't want to do a gallon thing that Justin <laughs> takes around, you can do like I do. I have a small lunchbox. Um, I want to know the challenge in front of me and I want to let it know <sighs> that uh, I'm going to be right in its face and it's going to lose every day for 75 days. Sorry. You're funny. So The water, the water is definitely the easiest thing for anyone to get into. Oh, yeah. It's also it's, said hardest. No, it's the easiest. It is definitely the, the easiest to get into and maintain. You think so? You got to use the bathroom a lot. That's, that's and if you the drink, of it, well, but, if you do not get your water in, William, at a certain hour, it will not be the easiest thing that you want to do <laughs> because you will be waking up all night pissing. It's price you got to pay. Uh, you know like, what I mean? Yeah. So you're just going to be a hydrated, tired think guy. Think about this. It's eight bottles of water. It's seven and a half bottles of water, technically. But if you do eight bottles of water, like I do in a lunchbox, and I carry it with me everywhere, um, you drink one bottle per hour for eight hours, you're done. Like, right. logistics say yes. Life says no to me. Well, you <laughs> might get busy. Like, here we might just get busy and we might forget for a few hours. And then you're like, and then I'm like chugging, chugging two or three fucking bottles at a time, like, shit. I gotta catch up. Yep, that's the only issue is because I just we get busy and we do things. And but I don't anyway, think about well, it. We're getting I mean, we got off on a side note well, again. We got still got to talk about it though. <laughs> but I mean, just for anybody to get into, not oh not no, necessarily, not necessarily, yeah, not necessarily the gallon like, or that. Just drinking water, yeah, just, just, drinking. just drinking water is the first thing that you can get into to bettering yourself, and it's so worth it. Oh, yeah. So worth oh, it. it. Super is. worth it. Because just water alone will take care of everything. And guys, you know what your indicator is? What color is your pee? Yep. That's right. Um, also, two workouts a day. 45 minutes a day. So let's cover them again. So Diet. Diet. You stick follow to it. A no diet. alcohol. No cheat meals. None whatsoever. You'd get 75 straight days of no cheat meals, cheat days, nothing. No alcohol. Real diet. Like a... You strict. can stick to, strict, nah, strict for you. It doesn't matter what diet you follow. You can follow a keto diet. You can follow a paleo diet. You can follow a, I eat this many calories in a day diet. Like you can yeah, eat the same thing strict. over and over. It's, it's not The whole idea of, it's not what diet you follow. Obviously, you got to follow a legit one. Right. But it's not so strict about, well, he's not going to tell you what you got to do. He's just putting the structure of, hey, you're going to do this for 75 days and you're the boss. If you cheat and you say you did it, you're a phony. But if you did do it and you own up to it, you got to start over at day one. I don't care if it's day 74. You got to start over at one again. And it's the self-accountability that builds the, okay, I have to be responsible and I have to have structure in my life if I want this to work. So you realize it's discipline. that it's self, it's discipline and self-discipline is it mental and physical. Yes. It's mental both. at the most. It's mental the most. 
it's not necessarily the physical part because I'll be honest with you. And we talked about this earlier too, which I'll come back to, um, the workouts, 45 minutes a piece. And there has to be two of them. And one of them has to be outside no matter what. I don't Rain. care if, if our first day, our first, fucking our day. first day of 75 hard snow, ice, <laughs> ice. and snow. <laughs> And we woke up at 4.30 in the morning and we went out there to the, to the personal trainer's neighborhood and we walked and we worked out inside first. We that did our 40. day it snowed. Yes. 15th, yep. Yes. That was a day it snowed. Day it snowed. 100%. We it got broke in. Yep. We, we got, got broke, broke in, right. in right. But I'll be honest, I got off on it a little bit. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. I'm waiting for this. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, bring it on. Is this all you got? Um, so oh, we've, yeah. so far we've been in the snow, we've been in the rain, we've been in nice weather. Slipping and falling. And yeah, I'm like, but I'm like the guy on, uh, the Holy Grail, yeah. the, the gatekeeper. Come on back. It's only a flesh <laughs> and he has no arms and legs. That's me. <laughs> um, so yeah. And it's really been, um, so Priscilla says that you need to split the workouts like within three hours. Um, in his book, originally it just says two workouts. It doesn't matter as long as they're one's inside, one's outside. Mm-hmm. Our schedules, like sometimes we do split the workout it, because sometimes we can't stay or because we have accountability partners, which is a huge, huge, makes a huge I don't difference. know who likes it more. Us or them. I know, right? The personal trainer and his wife or me and you. I'm not sure who likes it more or who needs it more because I think those two things are not the same. But are they though? I don't think it's the same because having somebody work out with is like having a buddy there to do something with. It makes it easier. Oh yeah. But, but then like we make it we kind of like challenge each other and we kind of like a little we we bicker and we push each other and we we give each other tips and we they give us tips especially for form and by bicker she means that the personal trainer tells her what to do and she doesn't like it so she doesn't like being told what to do. <laughs> Um, so it's just, she does it though. I do it. I do what I'm told. I'm Meanwhile, he can tell me to do the wrong weight on an accident because he's looking at three other people at the same time. And he'll tell me to do a weight on accident and it'll be a little too heavy. I'll just go over there and pump it out. And he's like, Justin, good Lord, man. Yeah. Um, so two workouts, um, they have to, in our schedule, like I said, our schedule just permits it to, sometimes we can't split the workout that far out. So we do our inside workout first thing in the morning, and then we do our outside workout after, um, and we walk around the neighborhood, or we go to the marina, or whatever. Um, once it gets warmer, we'd like to hit you know other places so we can go hang out and you know explore new areas. Um, I can't wait for it to get warm. Yes. I'm in. I have invested into some cheap um, ponchos. They've been a lifesaver. I figured them out. They're one size fits all. So you can only imagine they're kind of big and baggy and they blow around in the wind and whatnot. I've noticed if you take the waistband, like the bottom most part of it hangs down about mid thigh, maybe mid to low thigh above my knee. I can take it and tie it up in a knot a little bit. And I can wear a mesh hat. You have to wear a mesh hat, like a sweating hat. You put the hood on over your head and you put the mesh hat on top. It holds it on you and you don't have to worry about the wind blowing it off of you. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about being soaking wet. I have a rain jacket that repels it's nice. All, so it's it's nice. a nice rain jacket though. Oh, yes. And then um, you have to read 10 pages of a book every day. 
So let's go through the requirements again. Okay. A diet. You got to follow a diet. No cheat meals, no alcohol. You got to follow, you got to have a gallon of water a day. Yep. You have to go two 45-minute workouts a day. One has to be outside. It doesn't matter what the weather's doing. He said, bring your mo- bring your little workout bike outside if it's rain. If I mean, if you don't want to bring it outside and it's raining, whatever. What but go outside, whatever. Here's what people will do. They'll cop out. They'll say, well, it stormed today, so I couldn't do my outside one. Guess what? Day one. Wait for it to quit storming and do it later. How about see the storm coming in and get ahead of the game, go out there and knock it out? That's what we do. If we know something's coming and we don't like whatever, just go do it. Because guess what? That storm, that rain, that snow, that is symbolic for the situation that you might be going through right now that you can't do what to that situation? You can't control it. (laughs) You can't control that weather, but you can still get that workout in and show that you are going to have that perseverance. Um, so there's that, the two workouts, and then it's read 10 pages of a book. We finished 75 hard, which is what kind of gave us a little more insight into the, the psychology of it and what, what it accomplishes. Um, right now I'm on a different type of book and Justin's on a different type of book, um, which I'm liking so far. And then the last one is take a daily progress picture every single day. You have to take a picture every single day. Now get, uh, we have a schedule now ish. Our schedule never is the same every single day anyway, because obviously we own a business and I'm a real estate agent and the things, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So our we have a semi-set schedule. So we get up, we take the t- progress picture, I down a bottle of water. So now I only have seven bottles of water left. I get all my stuff ready in the morning. I do my video in the morning. Steps. Yeah. Just steps. Just steps. We go and work out for 45 minutes inside. We work out for 45 minutes outside. We come back to work. We get ready for the day. I drink my water throughout the day. I follow my diet. I read my book as soon as I can. I try not to wait like we did today and wait till the end of the day because it's so hard. And we learned that we cannot read a book in bed. Really? Uh-uh. You And if you fall asleep and you wake up at 12.01 and realize that you didn't get through it, day one. Oof. Yeah. So we've we've almost made that mistake a couple times already, and we're and only eight, barely eighteen days in. So we so now we sit now in, knock that out before we go to bed. Yeah, we sit up at the table or a desk and read before we go into before we go into bed. Like we do not lay in bed and read. I, That's I I bought a book two years ago. I haven't read. I read like two pages of it, but that was only because the power was out. Uh, <laughs> it's really that bad. Yeah, but, uh, that's freaking awesome. That was very. You know what? I you, that's courageous for you to say that, man. Most people would be like, "Oh, I read books all the time." You know, you just said, "Hey, look, man." I read two pages. If I've got the internet, <laughs> if I've got the internet, <laughs> you know what I mean. I get it. I honestly really need to. This is. I'm gonna get off topic here. It no. was the. Um, you watched Hamilton. The musical? I've heard of it. I've not watched it. It was really good. I'll have to I've watch heard, it. I've heard I'll I've heard to, really good things about it. Good. Lizzie Ray has two shirts. It's four hours long, but it's probably the best thing I've ever watched. Yeah. Wow. Besides Cars 3. <laughs> In your defense, Cars 3 is absolutely <laughs> outstanding. Oh, shit. Nothing that was good. That was that one made my day. That was but, good. Um, the, book, uh, the book that I got was the one that inspired the musical. Really? And it's, and it's supposed to be really good. I still haven't read it. But Lin-Manuel Miranda, 
the yeah writer of the musical. Yeah, he read that book and, and he um, totally probably completely wrong, but uh, he read the book, made the musical, and it's freaking awesome, dude. Is that the book that you were talking about? Yeah. Oh, cool. Is it a is it's, it a fiction book or nonfiction? It's uh it's about Alexander Hamilton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's nonfiction, correct? Nonfiction. Oh, okay. So technically that would fall under what you could read. Technically, yeah. Yes. 100%. Because it does have to be nonfiction. It's the only book I own. Yeah. So, yeah, Justin is on this, uh, the vibrations. He's on a vibrations book, meditation vibrations book, manifestation. I am on an entrepreneurial book. I have other ones. My trainer let us borrow some books because we knew we were going to be reading like a mofo. And I went to the Zoolander's kids for... That uh, can't read good school. The, the the Zoolander school for kids who can't read good. I don't know if you ever seen Zoolander before. You would totally get that. If anybody's seen Zoolander, that's all me. So, <laughs> um, I'm a reader, but I mainly read smut books. So, okay, this was a new one. Uh, getting I, but I listen. I audio book a lot of like self. She's a smutty girl. <laughs> Um, I self, I do a lot of audio self-development, but you cannot do audio books on this program. So you have to physically read the book. So thank God (laughs) that our trainer has books. So yeah, then it's 75 straight days. If you miss one of those five core critical tasks, you have to start right back over from day one. Sounds pretty tough. Um, so... Going into like the logistics of it, I know you were asking a bunch of questions about how we feel and whatnot. I feel like we kind of cheated. Really? Sorry. When we no, no not like that. Can I cheat. explain that? When yeah. you're done, set, tell them what you're saying, and I'll and I'll try to put it in the way I understand it too. You know. Well, it's not that I feel like we kind of had an upper hand in the thing. Like I, we were already working out, and we were already changing our lifestyle, we were already doing the things. But we're just now more, we're in a, a more dedicated structure of it. We are more, we're held, being held accountable to it 100% now. Yeah, 110%. Yeah, so before you were just making your own rules. Yeah. Right. Yes. Now you're going to, you're going, yeah. Well, not to mention, I mean, we weren't, I mean, don't get me wrong. Everybody can improve, you know what I mean? But I'm going to say that. We weren't that bad out of shape and we kind of got ahead of the curve. And to me, the accountability that we have now, it actually helps you complete it to where I don't think it's a bad thing that you had a head start. No, it's not a bad thing Uh, at all. But what I'm saying is somebody comes in that looks like Jared from Subway and they go through 75 hard cold turkey right off the front. That guy, in my opinion, gets more credit than I do. Don't get me wrong. I get kudos, too, but he's a beast for doing that. You see what I'm saying? Like, he killed it, which I hate Jared from Subway. He's a son of a fucking bitch. But anyway. Um, Y'all are um, doing good on 75 hard. Is that, is that, uh, that, did you talk about as much as y'all want to talk about that? Man, Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to have to say that I'll round it out by saying that when we do our outside walk, what I've noticed, just things I've noticed, not to be negative. Go ahead. Go ahead. I do have a few more questions to ask. All right. Um, what do y'all plan on doing after 75 hard? Are you taking a break or is there like a final boss you want to do? What, what's next? 
So Justin wants to do, I'll let Justin explain what he wants to do. I, so we end on a Friday night, like Friday night at midnight when we go to bed. Friday night when we go to bed is like 75 hard is done. I want to do the three day water fast Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, Last three days of 75 hard. I want to do the 72 hour three day water fast from Gary Brecca. Small workouts or no workouts? No workouts. You do workouts. you do everything the same as normal. I know, but I want. I'm afraid I may run out of fuel. No, you won't. Your body, you 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 got to do the reading. Like you you got to do the reading. I want to do that. Do I? Am I going to? I don't know. As far as after 75 hard, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm probably going to stick to the same schedule. Really? Yeah. You're just going to stick to. It. Man, I don't see why you would stop because here's what happens when you stop. You get comfortable. Right. And then you go, I'll just eat this and I'll be fine. And then all of a sudden, weeks and weeks and weeks of shit you worked on goes away in a few days. So 75 hard is supposed to get you onto that site. Supposed yeah. to help you yeah. get into that. That makes sense. I'll have cheat days. Don't get me wrong. Meals, not days, but meals. cheap meals. I'll have cheap meals, but I'll have moments where I regress a little bit. But I'm going to work out that much harder that next day. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the thing, like keeping a schedule like this every day. Like, obviously, you don't have to work out so hard. You know what I mean? Right. Then we'll be in it'll, maintenance. It'll, it'll be you know. It'll be relieving, not being under that weight of having to do having this to do every this single day. And yeah. Not failing. And then I think even then, if we wouldn't like, I would be like, oh, I feel dehydrated if I didn't get my gallon in or whatever. I I would feel very weird, I guess. I think, I think I would. I'm, I'm looking forward to day uh, 28, which is what, three, four weeks? That's four weeks. Day 28, right? Yes. Guys, I got to say, rotisserie chicken, I thought it would get old. But I'm going to say some people would probably say it gets old quick for them if they did it like we did. But I like rotisserie chicken, though, man. Like, I don't think it's that bad. Like, there's people starving. Chill out. You see what I mean? Hashtag first world problems. I can eat a whole rotisserie chicken by myself. You know what I mean? Like, and, <laughs> and people are dying because they're starving to death. And I'm not a bitch about having to eat chicken that i didn't even have to make i walked into kroger's oh and that's another thing for me like for 75 the hard, convenience the convenience because y'all know me i'm not a housewife i i'm not a. I just i i don't know i'm not a housewife so i don't like to do all the extra. say your little thing there um i don't cook i don't clean but let me tell you i got this ring anyway okay there we go see <laughs> um but in all seriousness though the rotisserie chicken has been helpful Going to the farmer's market and having the pre-made out patties. I do truffles. So it's I like very easy, convenient things for me because it makes my life go faster. So what you're saying is eating healthy is really not that hard? It's really not that hard. And I will say... Wow. It's really not hard because you can cut You literally down. just made that connection without actually thinking about it because I just did. Yeah. Here's another thing, too, getting your macros in. When you're, like, really processing that and you're really focusing on your macros and focusing what you're putting in your body, you realize you don't really even need that much. You know what I'm saying? Well, not only that, but, like, if people want to eat several different kinds of food, then they're going to have to stay on top of their logs. 
They're going to have to log every single meal. No matter what they do, they're going to have to log it. Me, however, I'm not good at logging my meals. My ADHD or whatever they call it nowadays, whatever they want to label it with, it's tension deficit. <laughs> All it is is like I just don't want to do something that I don't want to do. Yeah. That's what it really comes down to. I'm being honest with you. I just got really boring on my eating habits because I'm like, hey, I eat rotisserie chicken. I eat the same amount every time. If I do that every time, I don't even have to log it. Too easy. (laughs) You know what I'm like? I'm lazy. I'm like the most in-shape lazy guy. You know what I mean? (laughs) You're an in-shape lazy guy. (laughs) So what what was it that you wanted to do after a 75 car? Um, I started off saying that I wanted to go to Dairy Queen and get a blizzard, (laughs) but I'll tell you what derailed that because I don't, I don't want to (laughs) jump right back in there. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. One right now, if you set one here in front of me right now, I would not eat it. It would look good. I mean, I could imagine eating it because my favorite one is a Reese's one. Yeah. With M&M's in it. Because I like the Reese's peanut butter, but the M&M's crunchy and it's cold. The texture of it is so good. However. What about that bowl of... Uh, see, that's hard to... That, it's so good. <laughs> see, and that's what I'll probably do when I have a... Like, when I regress, I'll do I'll eat that. But that's but that's even more... You want to know what... You know what's fucked up about it, though? It's homemade. Yeah. If it's made, if you change the ingredients to holistic, we could actually eat it. Hey, look right here. There's our sugar. As long as you leave some for me this time. <laughs> He's still... he, you're not letting go of that one. You're not letting go. It was his birthday. <laughs> man, that is rough. William's like, listen, man, we're bros and everything, but if you eat all my ice cream again, like I'll probably take you out. <laughs> that was rough. Nothing will ever beat Nothing will ever be worse than that pain. That was really good ice cream, man. Don't remember my face. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, you had a bowl. Fucking bowl. I got one bowl. But it was so good. Was it not one bowl you had was so good? Just, it was. Justin got the rest I, of it. I woke up the next morning, went to the kitchen, opened the fridge, and there was nothing there. Not even a bowl. Not, no. Nothing, dude. It was all gone. You were like, where? It what? Vaporized. <laughs> and mom said, William called me and asked where the damn ice cream went. Oh my gosh. But no, <laughs> As Justin I, was I eating it out of the bowl. But back to what I was saying, man, we get off on tangents and we just go, man. I know, it's all right. But I'll say this I was really wanting to go get a blizzard, right? That's how I started off. I and, and I've got to, I've got to say, like, uh, Nutrafit has a, um, Slapping Snickerdoodle protein shake. That sounds good. That we make with cold. She makes hers with um, no fat milk, fat-free milk. And I make mine with 2% milk. Well, that cold milk mixed with that slapping Snickerdoodle, that powder that you put in there, it's high in protein, so it helps muscle recovery and all that. And it's good for protein. I have to hit a high number of protein every day, so I eat one. It is so good, man. If you it's do a little bit so of ice in it, good. it tastes just like Snickerdoodle ice cream or Snickerdoodle cookie. Like, no joke, it, it's legit that It good. favors and it's similar to that ice cream that your mom made. I'm not lying. Really? More cinnamony. 
Yes, a little bit more. Cinnamon but I like cinnamon though, so it's not ba- it's not yes. bad. We'll get you. Do you want me to make you one after this? Oh yeah. Okay. I don't mind doing that. Yeah. That'd be freaking awesome, man. But then you'll see where I'm saying like protein shake. This is boring. I got to do this. And then you drink it and you're like, hold on a minute, man. Like the Dairy Queen Blizzard with M&Ms in it has red 40. And we all know what they say about red 40. It's the freaking devil. <laughs> <laughs> um, it. uh, it's literally red like it, the devil. Oh, it's red. It's like those signs in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, now, other than the slap and sticker doodle, what what did you say earlier this week or earlier today at the workout you said you wanted to do? So Dana White did a seven-day water fast. And Dana White is really working on himself. And he's also part of Breckus programming, too. But he was already looking really good for his age. He's like 50. And he's he's jacked. He went on this water fast, seven-day water fast. Man, it was like you grabbed his back and his skin was loose and you just grabbed it and twisted it until his skin just pulled tight around his muscles. It just tightened him up. I mean, I'll pull up a picture. See, I want to get your general reaction on the mic of what that looks like, okay? Because he didn't look bad before. Like if I end up looking like him after 75 hard before he did the water fast, I'm fine with that. I'm fine the way he looked before, but afterward, it's like, that was a seven-day water fast is all that, you know what I mean? What is a water fast? Like, you're just drinking water, and you're not eating food. Really? Now, there is, the way that Gary Brecca does it is, it's electrolytes, water, aminos, and that's it. Like, this right here. He does salt in his water. This is, we got the new Baja Gold, is what he, um, what he, Suggest he said is the best mineral sea salt that you could ever get. So we use this Baja Gold sea salt for electrolytes, and it's it's just it's a system that you do. I think one of them is like I don't know why I haven't looked into it. I all the way of what exactly you do on the three day water fast, but Gary has like a beef broth and a chicken broth that you do on it as well. Hmm. So I'd like to see you know how that goes, and um, it, it's just. Essentially, get your body into autophagy. You have to look it up. It's so a lot to obviously, say. the picture on the right, he's in really good right. shape. He's in good shape on seven days, just from drinking water. Not eating anything, just drinking water. He still did his workouts too. That's freaking crazy. Doesn't it look like what I said? Somebody yeah, just yeah. pulled his skin tight over his muscles. Yeah. You know, like somebody just gave him a facelift, but they gave him a body lift. That's freaking crazy. <laughs> That's wild, isn't it? It doesn't even seem real. And he doesn't look bad here at all. You know, the right so, picture doesn't look bad. You ready but for the, this? Um, autophagy. Um, benefits of autophagy is outside of the cell. Autophagy can help decrease inflammation, improve transmission of nerve signals in the brain, and keep the immune system functioning at a normal pace. That Gary Brecker talks it when he does his water fast. Um he is it is it just gets your body reset it resets your whole body it's kind of like i don't know if you guys know i used to do ketones and then the the you know what is it called the 60 hour fast it was just ketones all it was was ketones and electrolytes that's it that's all you drank for 60 hours which is fine 
I would like to do Gary Brecka's water fast because ketones, you know, obviously they're exogenous, they're made in a lab, whatever. Um, I would like to do the 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 water fast for sure, for sure. Um, so by the way, Dana White's health was declining. He went and seen a lot of doctors, and they just kept trying to tell him to do this, that, and the other, and it just wasn't working. And he just kept trying to give the doctors. He was trying to let, stay in his lane and let the professionals do their job, and it, they weren't getting it done. He got on Gary Brecka's program, changed his diet, and now he looks like that. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. So, so you think you'll be able to do that? 100%. Really? That dude's 50. Man. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry. Age works against you a lot. Don't get me wrong. Some guys are... They're late bloomers and they'll prime for like 30 years. Like Couture. Randy Couture was a legendary cage fighter. And he was also served in the United States Army. He, I think he was an Army Ranger. But that guy at 47 years old retired from the cage, came back, went up a weight class, and beat the champion at 48 years old. He just fought Brock Lesnar not like 10 years ago. He fought Brock Lesnar. He didn't win, but he fought him. He, it was competitive. He's like 50-something. <laughs> so don't get me wrong. There are guys that can do it, but I'm going to absolutely do it. All right. I'm going to absolutely do it. <clears throat> just because it's a challenge, and I like a challenge probably a little too much. But I'm just going to do it just to do it. Because at the end of the day, if I do it, I'll be more healthy and better for it, you know? Two months. Woo. I know. That's crazy to think about it. You have two months left. <laughs> I know. We, March 29th is our last day, which is insane to me. But like I said, we went walking. You know, how, how many miles a day did we walk every day? So what's that add up to? Um, Three and a half miles. Well, right, right now we're walking yeah, around two. Yeah. Three and a half miles a day. Plus seven days. What is that a week? That's a lot of miles, man. Yeah. And we're doing it every single day. Like I say, we're doing we're doing at minimum two miles. Um, well, Monday we can't quite walk three and a half miles in forty five minutes. Mm -mm. You can't do that. It takes us roughly an hour, hour ten, hour fifteen to do three and a half miles. So we're only doing forty five minutes. So we're doing like we're two doing and a half two, miles. We're doing two miles ish, two and a half miles ish. But we're never we didn't work out before. We were just walking. Right. And now we're doing working out and forty five minutes workout and a forty five minute walk. Right. Which by the way, it doesn't affect me as bad, but I've noticed like if people do their walk first they can't lift half what they can lift afterward. If you lift first, you can still do the walk pretty easy. The walk's easier to do second than the workout is. If you try to do the workout second after walking, <laughs> you're just worn out from walking. You just don't realize it, you know? You'll go in there and go to lift, and you'll be like, man, this is heavy. And it's because you walked before. It is, and that is very true. Uh, it's different. You'd be like, man, who magnetized these weights to the ground? Like, <laughs> right? <clears throat> these weights are way heavier, dude. This is a prank weight. <laughs> it says fifty, but it's more like seventy-five. It's more like seven. You said more like seventy-five. <laughs> um. 
but like I said, we did the walk-in, we did a little workouts, we changed our diet, and then we did 75 hard. The man that the man or woman that comes in completely and totally out of shape, never done anything, and just goes right into it, ham. They're the ones that have my respect. You know what I mean? Like, right. Okay, dude, you're you're a beast. I don't even care what you look like at the end of it. You're still a beast. Right. You know what I mean? I think we did really good. I mean, I think we did really good as far as so instead getting of counting prepared for it. So I, we prepared ourselves for it. Not a lot of people prep for it where we did. And and Andy Frisella says just to do it. He doesn't say prep. He doesn't. He says once you put your mind to it, just fucking do it. The mind's a powerful thing. If you make your mind up and you want to do it, you'll do it. Yeah. And uh, I've so far I've enjoyed it. So far it's new. It's different. It we're doing it. For me, the hardest part is the water. I just, I've got to be. That's the, that's literally the hardest thing for me. That's it. So I mean, so the requirements are. Let's go over them again. Key points <laughs> here for the eighth time. Yep. Let's go over it again. Follow a diet. No cheat days. No alcohol. Right. Gallon of water a day. Two forty-five minute workouts. One must be weight lifting, and you have to do it outside. He doesn't even care. If you use exercise equipment, you just drag it outside. But we do rucking or walking. Right. Um, so that's number three, right? What's next? You got to read 10 pages of a book a day. Nonfiction. Can't be no smut. <laughs> Can't be smut or comic books, which is very saddening. Which, by the way, Batman could really exist. Even though it's not fiction. It is. It is. But it could be, not be. Anyways. And then the uh, last requirement is progress none picture. other than progress picture. You have to take a picture of yourself every single day. If you forget, you have to start over at day one. Yep. I didn't think it mattered that much. It matters. It matters. Because then if you think about it at the end of the day, remember what I did the other night? Yes. Yes, I do. You laid down. I laid down. I leaned over, closed my eyes, sat there, went through my day wide the fuck back open. Did I smack my eyes open? I did not read my book. And she she rolled over and was like, can you do me a favor? I was like, yeah, what? She's like, I didn't read. I was like, oh, I'm so glad you remembered it. It was rough. That one was a rough one. So my for me, it's the gallon and the reading for me. However, ideal structure of your day. If you have the time, this would be my ideal structure of a 75 hard day. You wake up. I have a certain, like, I have a certain sports bra and a certain pair of underwear that I wear just for my progress pictures. Point blank. I have them ready to go in the morning. I change into those first thing in the morning, take my progress pictures, get ready for the day, go work out. For 45 minutes inside. Then, if again, now Andy says that you need to wait three hours between your workouts. So if you have to wait three hours, if you want to, go to work, do your thing. As soon as you get off work, as you're drinking your water that day, go ahead and read on your lunch break. Or read just as you're coming into work. If you've got like 10 minutes extra before you get in or on your lunch break or on a break. Because it takes about 15, 20 minutes to read 10 pages-ish, depending on how fast you read. Then go home and do your outdoor workout, whether it's raining, snowing, shining, nothing. And then make sure you stick to a diet. You've literally done all the things you can do that day. Yep. You can do it. That's an ideal, that's an ideal day. I mean, 
if you run a business or whatever you do, just make sure you figure out your schedule and get it done. Okay, so what else have we done besides it seems like our whole life's consumed by working out and eating good and all that? We've done other things. We squeezed in other things. Um, we uh, Let's see here. On the entertainment side, which it is entertaining to have somebody else to work out with. Oh, yeah. So that's entertainment. Even though it's still working out, it's entertainment. We but- laugh and have a good time, talk about music, business. We do talk a lot about business because we... You know, our trainer, obviously, he's a personal trainer, but he also is in sales as well. Yep. And uh, we just talk about business and how to grow our businesses and do better. Um, Did we talk about... We watched Mean Girls. We talked about that on my on the, the 17th Okay, we did cover that. Because we're on episode 18. We did talk about Mean Girls. That was a funny movie because it was a musical and we didn't know... <laughs> we were we were i was kind of upset about it but then i mean it was still cute and but the original is the better one the original is the best point blank damien was better this time yeah i will say the new damien was better we did discuss that but um going back to business we we've been really um you know how everybody has new year's resolutions and i've been seeing on like online a lot of people talk about no more resolutions how are we just going to make ourselves just better what we're doing better Quit waiting for January 1st. Do it. What, like we started before January 1st. We started, we didn't start, we started our health journey way before January 1st. But yes. as far as and 75 then we doubled heart, down on 75 hard shortly thereafter. Right. So it, it we just, I, business has been weird lately, um, especially for real estate for me. I'm not going to beg you guys to buy a house with me or sell your house with me. I I love you guys. I'm not begging you. I'm a damn good agent. I know what I'm doing. I know my contracts. I know the law. If you want to use me, great. If you don't, that's fine too. Well, you got to tell everybody the reason why you're in real estate in the first place. Well, I think I've kind of already said this and um, it's a really kind of like a longish story, but I'll sum it up for you. I was working at the landfill um, and I think I was in my first year there. And a guy who owned a preservation, property preservation, property management company, property, whatever it is. He, uh, he always come through, you know, we'd laugh, joke. He'd say, yeah, I'm just trying to get rich and I'm trying to like not have to work every single day, blah, 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 blah. You know, just the normal banter. Hey, how are you? Trasher, you know, (laughs) I was going through my spiel. I have great customer service skills. I'm just going to brag on myself for a minute. I'm like, okay, you do. Customer service is my jam. I Not at the automotive shop, but yeah, everywhere else, pretty much, yeah. I don't know. The day we were all the snow stuff, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. (laughs) I'm going to tell you. I'm pretty good at my customer service still. Um, But customer service is my jam. I love being able to talk to people. I I got to talk to new people every day, and then I get to talk to the same people. I had my guys in there that always come in and out, but he was always in, and we'd laugh and joke, and uh, one day he... So you ever have that moment of like clarity or somebody that flips a switch for you? You ever have that? Yeah. Brian did that to me. But it's almost like a slap in the face, but then you thank him for it. Right. We literally talked about that today and yesterday. Um, But he come up to the window one day and he said, are you ever in a bad mood? Like, do you ever have a bad mood? Are you okay? Like, are you ever mad or sad or anything? And I'm like... Well, yeah. He's like, well, how come? He said, you're never, ever mad when I come in here, ever. You're always smiling. You're always happy. You always have, 
you you just do the thing like you're here and <coughs> it doesn't make sense to me and i'm like because okay. everybody else is mopey and draggy and um, whatever and uh i was like all right he says are you just gonna sit in this window for the rest of your life ew no, I don't want to sit in the middle. Now that you mentioned now it, that absolutely you said it, not. Ew, no. Uh. And then he just kept nudging me a little bit at a time. He was like, I need you to listen to this person on the internet. It's called Grant Cardone. Go go find him on the internet. We're going to go to this um, wealth con, whatever it was, the growth con and uh, 10X. It was the 10X growth con. And he right. said, you need to, we're going to go to it this year. And we're really excited about it. You need to check him out. Listen to him. I listened to him. I wasn't a huge fan at first because he was kind of a dick douche. And I just kept listening to him. And, and I realized that I actually kind of liked him. You know what I mean? Like, it was one of those things like you have to get. It's an acquired taste. Well, he possessed the kind of positive attitude and the structure that you needed, you know? Right. And then one day he said, hey, call me. I've got. I want to talk to you about some business opportunity. And I'm like, okay, no biggie. I'm not. not I won't call him. Not a big deal. He's just bluffing. Well, he finally like kept like nudging me. And he was like, no, seriously, you and your husband come out to dinner with me and my wife. Like, come out to dinner with us. Let me let me tell you what's going on. We and all- now I don't have a kidney. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. We uh, we went to dinner, and to say that the rest is history is. And now I sit when I pee every time. No, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is a lot now. I'm drinking a gallon of water. Right. Um. So I, she was getting her broker's license. Her, his her, his wife, who is now my broker, again, was getting her broker's license um, because she was a real estate agent. And um, she was needing help on some invoicing and whatever, whatnot. And they hired me to do a second job. And then they talked me into getting my real estate license. And I got it. And I got my real estate license in 2017 and went from there. I switched brokerages a couple of times. And now I'm back. And, you know, I just, it was one of those things that it's like very much a, a full circle moment. Because without Brian and April, we wouldn't have L.R. Harper. Right. It's that that's how like much of an impact they had, you know? It was before everything. Yeah. It was before everything. Without them and without that knowledge. And we were I was talking to Brian earlier and I was taking notes. I've got my little notebook somewhere in here. But I was taking notes from him and he was like I was like, Hold on, I'm I'm taking notes and he was like, Why what? That is so weird. And I was like, Why is it weird? And he said I am not the person I would think that you would be taking notes from. Like, I'm not that person to me. Which is what I said, what? Uh, After you said that, I said, which is why the reason why you need to take notes from him. Because right. he's, he's humble enough to say, I don't think you should take notes from me. But he's obviously doing a lot better than us. So, yes, yeah, you are worthy of taking notes from, actually. Right. Exactly. So, in that, to me, that's like a huge, that mentors like that. I like Brian. Brian and I connect a lot because he's very straightforward. He's a no nonsense, no bullshit kind of guy. And he want he's very full of ideas all the time. His brain's always working. Um it's it's a lot like he has a lot going on and he's just so much further in life than we are that it just like that's somebody I would want to look up to. Like that's he's a role model for the lack of a better term and a mentor. It's because he tries. Yeah. You know? So uh, that to me, business is, 
I've been thinking about business a lot differently again lately. And I feel like that's the key to running a business and starting businesses is you have to learn how to think out of the box. You have to learn how to uh, ask for, ask, and I say this, is it sounds crazy, but it's not crazy. Ask the universe, ask yourself what you want and the universe is going to give it to you. That, that mindset, that thinking, that speaking it into existence. Like if you're a very spiritual person, if you're a Christian, you know, the Bible says, ask and you shall receive. It's literally that way. It's literally, hey, I'm asking the universe. I am, am, I'm worthy of the money that I'm going to make. I'm worthy of the people that I'm around. I'm worthy of being around people that are better than doing better than me are doing more than me. I'm worthy to know the things they know, and they're going to help me in the next pursuit of my next goal. And a lot of people don't understand that where I, I want to keep going and I want to keep learning and I get bored easily. If I'm not entertained and I'm not like learning something, I don't want to do it. I want to go. I want to just go on to the next thing and, or I'd go back to something that I'm comfortable with and I don't want to be comfortable. I want to be, I want to learn and I want to do new things, you know? Like just exercising outside every day. Some of the stuff we noticed, just whether if we're at Liberty Park or if we're at the our personal trainer's neighborhood, some of the things that we've noticed that we didn't notice before, we notice now. You know what I mean? Like it's just wild to to, and you're not judging; you're just noticing what's going on around you. You know? Oh well, people are creatures of habit. That's a big thing. Like you can see the same people over and they literally do the same things over and over and over again. Man, it's crazy. Like, I don't know why people are going, you know, 45, 50 in a 20 while there's kids waiting for the bus. But I mean, I'm just like, you ever think maybe kids might be horsing around and accidentally like, I don't know, fall out in front of you or something. People quit driving so quick in in, uh, neighborhoods. Don't drive fast around kids because they're kids. Um, When we're at the park, people drive way too fast into the park, I've noticed. Never noticed that before. Never went to the park a lot. Now I'm going to go to the park and I'm like, that guy is flying in here, man. And I feel old because I'm like the old guy in the neighborhood that's like, throw it down. (laughs) You know what I mean? But I'm like, dude, you're going too fast, though. Like, we can be friends. I don't want to tout you. It ain't no big deal, but why are you going so fast? You know, where's the hurry? This is a dead end. You're not going anywhere down here. You can't get back out to the road. So why are you going so fast? (laughs) And it don't even have to be kids. It could be the geese at the park. Ducks. Um... Well, and not only that, but also, like, people that are down there. I don't know about y'all, but I walk on the right side. I walk on the side I drive. Like, I walk to the right, right? That, or it, let's just say you should. That should be the common rule of thumb. Now, if you're walking on the road, you're supposed to walk into traffic. You're supposed to walk into oncoming traffic so you can see. And then there's a little bit of gap between you and the oncoming lane. Or the uh, the lane that's coming up behind you is a lane over, at least. You know, right. that's where you're supposed to do it. But if you're on a sidewalk, um, yeah, just walk on the right. This ain't England. We walk on the right side of the sidewalk. However, let's just say somebody isn't paying attention or whatever, 
and they're walking, they're taking up the whole sidewalk. There's three people and they're taking up the whole sidewalk and there's two or three people coming at them. Some people just don't move. And I'm like, that's just rude. They're You're, so rude. Those, I just the, don't the get ones it. at the, at the park, at Liberty anybody park. that does it. I don't understand that. I'm like, really? You're not the only one using this. You don't own it. I mean, I didn't know the owners were here. That's what I always say when I see those stupid people. Oh my gosh. That drives me nuts. Um, and then the trash, you know, we noticed the trash at the park. That also drives me nuts. People and then throw bottles in the pond and they just... Ugh. Leave lures right there for the, you know, the birds and shit to choke on and get tangled up in and the turtles. Because there's turtles in the pond and everything. So, it's just... People are just weird. Why are people just strange? They're not thinking about it. But but then they want to complain about taxes being too high. They'll complain about something else. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like, I just, I'm so confused. They'll <laughs> complain about their car bill being too high because they didn't change the oil in it. Well, you should have, like, maintained it. What's one of the biggest things we noticed working out outside? What's the first thing we noticed? Remember what I knew already? I knew it already. It was when the first, the sun first comes up, what happens? It gets colder outside. So if it's cold outside, you would think that when the sun came up initially, it would just start warming up because the sun was up wrong draws the radiation away from the earth to the sun initially and then returns back so you'll notice in the morning time if it's like 38 it might be 36 when the sun comes up and it gets really chilly in that moment and the only reason why i even knew that is because when it was go to work with dad day i went to work with my dad and he went to work early it was in the middle of the night. I felt like we just got up at midnight and left. That's how early it was. And whenever I would get there, as the sun came up, I remember it getting really cold. So I was like, what in the world? So I knew that as a kid, and I remembered it. So I knew that was going to happen to us when we started working out outside. I could tell, you know, which all the hunter guys know that, too. They go out there really early. The fishermen guys, they know that just from being out there, you know, all the time. It's just funny the little stuff you, pick you up. know, you pick up and you remember and you know, you know, just from doing it. Anyways, I feel like we've covered a lot of topics. Um, eating healthy is not all that bad. You can pick up a savory, seasoned rotisserie chicken or uh, chicken breasts from uh, Kroger. Um, you can drank protein shakes that are really tasty um almost like a dessert you feel like you're kind of cheating and getting away with something um you can prepare your food different ways um it's just it's not as hard um 75 hard has been interesting and i think that's what keeps me enticed to it um working out with somebody has been fun mm-hmm um, the accountability there is good, and I think we should just wrap it up, you know? Yep. I think we're good. Follow us on all the socials on Instagram at Feral Ferrell's Podcast and um, uh, our personal po- our personal stuff. Mine is curly underscore Q106 for Instagram, and it is Amber Wall Farrell, um on Facebook. Justin's is Justin, J-U-S-T-E-N, Farrell. Is at Justin Farrell on Instagram and Justin Farrell on Facebook. So he, uh, and I'm about to have a YouTube because Willem Dafoe right here, we're about to get live with us. Yes, sir. 
We're about to get live with that YouTube channel, son. So go give us a like, go give us a follow, support us, do what I do, do the things. Um, um, leave feedback on uh, the episode wherever you're listening, and go back and listen to old episodes and stuff. If if this is the first one uh, you're listening to, um, share the, share us with your friends and everything. If if you think we're right for them, if you're uh, if we're right for you, let right. us know. Absolutely. Uh, Tawana, we miss you. We love you. Love you, Tawana. Love you. Bye. She's our biggest supporter. <laughs> yes.